Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. On this edition of Before the Bid, we go to the Simmental cattle uh, breed, and we have a sale coming up on November the 30th in Middletown, Indiana. It is the 11th annual Right by Design sale, and today I'm talking to a guy that is co-owner of this operation with his brother in the Simmental world, and uh, they have been around the, the show cattle, been around the show cattle world uh, they've ran, uh, this guy's ran a nationally recognized custom fitting service. Uh, they've got the family involved, got the girls involved. And uh, when they come to the show, you better be ready because uh, they're coming loaded for bear. And um, they like to call themselves a family friendly operation. And they are here for the customers uh, of their cattle. And uh, a guy that I'm excited to talk to. Uh, today again they've got the 11th annual right by design sale november 30th in middletown indiana uh, that starts at one o'clock and today i'm talking with scott trenopole and scott how are things in middletown indiana today uh, today andy uh first off i want to thank you for your service to agriculture and uh and promoting uh not only just our stuff here today but uh, things that you've done in the past to promote uh, livestock and the ag industry. I think that's very important. So my hat's off to you, Andy, for uh, reaching out to, to a lot of different breeders, a lot of segments, and promoting agriculture. That's uh, very needed in today's society. But as far as to answer your question, Andy, how's things in Middletown? Well, we had rain overnight. It's pretty windy today. Uh, the, the bees are flying out of the beehives, getting things ready for the sale coming up on Saturday. And so there's a lot going on around here. Um, we just kind of hope and pray that uh, the weather works in our favor. But at the same time, uh, we have no control. And in 2019, surely taught everyone in agriculture that we have no control over Mother Nature or, or the weather. So we'll deal with it like we've been doing, like every uh, farm family's been doing this year. And we'll hope for the best. But... Uh, we're, we're gearing up for a, a fun weekend, and uh, again, I appreciate you uh, uh, reaching out with the invite to be on your uh, podcast, and uh, hopefully it, uh, it all works well for everyone. So thank you, Andy. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you for, for getting it uh, and taking your time out. I know you got a uh, busy schedule and things going on uh, this close to the sale, so again, just, just appreciate uh, you doing that. and. Uh, Scott, tell us, just just let's run right in this thing, and, and you talked about all the people that you've got buzzing around there. Tell us uh, tell us about a few of those people and about the family uh, and, and those people that are important in the operation. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, moving parts to our operation. Uh, you know, we row crop farm and hay, hay and straw farm quite a bit, and uh, 
so as as you started in the uh, uh, intro, uh, our farm is uh, owned by my brother, my oldest brother Jeff and I. I actually have three brothers, but my older brother Jeff and I uh, are fifty fifty partners in our operation and work well together. And I appreciate him and his family. Uh, and uh, then we have uh, a full time employee that helps us on the grain side, Dan May, and Dan's been with us for five or six years and just we couldn't do our grain stuff and and our mechanics and that kind of stuff without Dan's help so uh, a great big shout out to him as far as the cattle uh, Thomas Lundy from Bardstown Kentucky has uh, been with us for right at seven years and uh, uh, Thomas is our herdsman Uh, Thomas does uh, a lot of different things uh, with our cow herd and keeps our records and our vaccination programs and does a lot of our um, uh, matings and and just does a lot of that kind of stuff um, heat detection things like that uh, embryo transplants Thomas is in charge of setting all that stuff up and and just does a real nice job with that um, we've been fortunate to have several different uh, employees that have helped us in the past and uh, some of those move on to bigger and better things and some of them life uh, you know life changes they, they they do different things and so we've been very fortunate over the years to have uh, a good core of people that have helped us at this particular time. Uh, and, and we couldn't make the cattle uh, look the way that they looked last week in Louisville or these sale cattle look the way they look without a, the help of several people. But Joe Kleine, which is actually my uh, oldest daughter, Adrian's boyfriend, Joe's been helping us since April and a little bit on the drain, but more importantly in the show and sale barn. Uh, and Joe's just done a really, really good job, and it's been a pleasure to work with Joe, I think, from all of us here uh, to get to know Joe a little better and, and see his talent. Uh, this summer, we was uh, very fortunate to run into a young man from Florida, Ty Barber, and uh, uh, Ty was helping a family in Florida, and they bought a really nice heifer out of one of our online sales, our fallborn, and Ty came up and, and uh we kept that heifer and a couple others for that family up here, and and Ty decided just to stay up here. So Ty's been 100% uh, committed to the show barn and the sale cattle. And uh, I'll just tell you, Andy, uh, we got one of the best crews, uh, uh, not only with preparation but with people skills, and that's very important to us. And uh, I just couldn't be prouder of the of the boys that we have uh, that we have helping us right now. I saw those cattle in Louisville, and uh, uh, they were ready. Uh, looked really, 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 really nice, as I'm sure the sale cattle do as well. Well, we're, uh, we're we're extremely excited. I mean, as you as you're aware, and anybody's aware, in today's environment, uh, not only in the Simital breed, but that's uh, kind of where our focus is, obviously. But uh, the water, if you if anybody went to Louisville and just sat there and watched those shows. The water is really, really deep today, mm-hmm. and uh, not only is it deep, but it's really swift. And uh, you know, we've been our family's been involved uh, in purebred livestock for a long, long time, Andy. And uh, uh, I guess you know to go back, and you can read the history on our website. But uh, our grandfather was a was a uh, pretty prominent Belgian a draft horse breeder and uh, at his passing uh, we had several belgian mares here and a big operation and and so i don't 
I don't never get to show any myself um, as we were. I was younger. Now my brother Jeff did. Uh, he got to go. But we remember. I remember going to state fairs and different expos with Grandpa with those draft horses, and he had a small Angus herd as well of registered cattle. But that kind of laid the foundation for for us to understand the purebred business. And uh, then, then uh, our, my father, we dispersed the horses uh, when grandpa passed away, but my father was involved in cattle and, and hogs. And so we actually, the four of us boys grew up showing pigs and uh, uh, just, just locally. And uh, then we took an initiative to, to, to start showing some cattle and kind of like a lot of operations, uh, 4-H program went rogue and uh, <laughs> It just, it just snowballed, you know, but we're, we're appreciative of, uh, of our family first and foremost. And, uh, so, you know, we've got a lot of experience, but, but the thing I was, what I was alluding to was, uh, you know, today, today, the, the, the show industry and, and especially in Louisville, you know, that show and those cattle are so prepared and so competitive. Um, that you got to be on your A game, and you got to continually strive to to find the next one or or promote your program, and that's what we take very seriously. And uh, so we we always say we're not going to a show, we're not going to go to the show everyone and win because that's just not going to happen in today's environment. And uh, uh, it's it's tough, but you don't have to win the show. You got to win the the barn. You got to win the people and you got to get people to like your genetics. And so if they're not prepared properly and not presented properly, uh, you're already behind the eight ball. So we take a lot of pride in having them look right. And, uh, like I said, fortunately, we've got some people on the bus that, uh, adhere to that and, uh, understand the importance and we just couldn't be prouder of them. Tell us just a little bit about uh, you got two young ladies that you put in the ring and and got a mom behind them that uh, that do some of that that work. Uh, introduce those those to us if you would. Sure. Well, as far as uh, as far as my immediate family, uh, I've been married to my wife Judy for twenty twenty five, going on twenty six years, and uh, just she's a great show mom and and supporter. Uh, she had a little bit of ag background growing up, not uh, nothing like like she has now uh she's she's very uh positive and loves people loves to talk to people and so um you know just really proud of her and and so judy and i have been blessed with two daughters adrian and claire um and and anybody that's been around the livestock shows uh certainly have have seen those two girls because they've been very blessed and do a good job uh in the ring and and take it very serious um, they both are uh, pursuing careers or degrees. Adrian actually uh, um, has graduated from Purdue with a couple different degrees, and she's employed with ABS, American Breeder Service, right now as a beef specialist. So she travels extensively around the country helping promote ABS genetics and uh, working with their sales and marketing teams and and uh, uh, doing whatever she's needed to do within that company, a great company, a great organization of people, and they strive to have some of the better genetics uh, in the in the world. And, and uh, so she's she's doing that. She's actually relocating to uh, relocating to uh, Kansas City, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have another long distance relationship with her. But we're very uh, excited about what the future holds for her, and so. Uh, uh, that's Adrian, and 
Um, Claire, the youngest one, she has three more uh, semesters to go at Purdue. We're all we're all boilermakers, all four of us in our family, and uh, Claire's uh, also pursuing a degree in agricultural sales and marketing, and uh, uh, just loves to go to shows, loves to uh, to talk to people. Uh, she's a perfectionist when it comes to to hair prep on the cattle and. And she's a perfectionist when she hits the show ring with a stick in her hand. Uh, both girls have been very successful in, in not only local or state showmanship contests. I, I, I couldn't count how many times they've made the finals or been fortunate to win um, either the state fair or, or the beef congress um, to, uh, uh, in showmanship contests. But uh, they both love helping uh, teach other young showmen um, some of their tips, and 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 they're like I said, they're perfectionists when it comes to it. So uh, it's a family thing, and that's my family. Uh, as far as my brother Jeff's family, uh, he's got four four grown children. Uh, his daughters uh, they showed up, grew up showing steers and a few heifers in their 4-H career. Um, their their his family is all older than mine. And I don't. I think Jeff's got like six, seven, eight grandkids now. So it's uh, it's fun watching his family grow. His boys are are uh, while they didn't show uh, livestock, they were very instrumental in athletics at our local school. And both of them uh, just had tremendous athletic careers at Shenandoah. And they both uh, both of the boys have uh, degrees and have went on to uh, uh, bigger and better non-agricultural jobs. Uh, Chad, uh, his youngest boy, is in Indianapolis managing a all-phase electric store, and the older one, Jeremy, he uh, lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, he also works with with um, uh, that same electrical supply house, but he's a regional manager, and they both do really, really well. And they're while they're not involved on a day-to-day -day basis here at the farm, uh, they do uh, have bought some a few acres of ground and have become very involved in, in the row crop side in terms of putting their money back into agriculture, buying some dirt and uh, investing for their young family's future. So uh, it's very rewarding to watch not only my girls, uh, I get kind of emotional when I talk about them because I'm very proud of them, but I'm also very proud of uh, Jeff's, Jeff's family and the things that they've done and, and how it's all tied together. And my other two brothers, uh, they both have, have kids and, you know they they help on show, on around the, the farm on as we get closer to the sale and on sale day, and uh, like I said, our our family is a is a very close family, uh, um, but it takes all of us, and uh, I'm extremely humbled uh, and blessed uh, to be uh, to be involved with the people that we are. Yeah, it takes uh, do doing the grain and the hay and the straw as you said, and and the cattle and uh, everybody everybody taking their place in that. So, Scott, how did you guys get into um, how did you guys get into the Simmental breed? Why why the Simmentals and 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 then lead us into to some of the successes that you've had in in these Simmentals. Uh, we've got a page of bulls here on the, on your website. Let's just start your website. Uh, you can go to trinopolefarms.com and uh, there is a lot of information there and a lot of these uh, sires and donors and things and, and the sale cattle are there we're going to get into that in just a little bit but but how'd you guys get how'd you guys decide I, we think Simmental's is the way we're going to go 
Well, it's a it's kind of a, a long story, Andy. I'll give you the thirty thousand foot view, and we won't get down in the weeds. But uh, as far as us getting in the Simitols, uh when I went to college, and and as I mentioned, Jeff's daughters showed some steers and stuff. But um, I actually started uh, showing cattle. I think I might have been the first one in our family to show cattle, and I was uh, my ninth year in 4-H, and uh, was. Uh, just just had an old feedlot steer and and i and i showed him at the county fair and that was it and the next year uh, a friend of ours came to me uh, that had uh, purebred cattle and said hey scott if you want to participate he said i'll find you a heifer to show and so i did and that was only my second one to ever show and uh, she ended up winning the indiana state fair in the kianinas and as we were walking out of the coliseum uh, a guy that I had no clue who he was came up and started talking to me and uh, wanted to know if I would help him. His name was Nick Overpeck. And, uh, you know, in the Simitol world, he was uh, an icon, still is. And and so I traveled with Nick for quite a few years. But in that same time, my older brother, Jeff, uh, wanted to get a heifer for his oldest daughter, Sonia, to show. And this would have been in the, in the 80s. And, uh, he he traveled to uh, Gloucester, Mississippi, and and I can't remember the name of the other town where John Hughes, Hughes Horseshoe Creek Cemeteries was at. But those were Kintyre was in Gloucester, Mississippi, Kintyre Cemeteries, and then Hughes Horseshoe Creek was not very far from Gloucester in Mississippi. But Jeff traveled down there and he bought a Cemetery heifer for the show, and she was uh, very competitive. I can't remember if she won the state fair, but she was very. I remember that heifer being very, very competitive. So Jeff's the one that actually got got us started in the semis. And uh, then when I got out of Purdue and I lived in Crawfordsville for a while, I was involved uh, with the Shorthorn breed myself for a while and had a ran a fitting service and a consulting business in the Shorthorns. And then when I moved back home, Jeff and I formed a partnership and started farming ground together. And so it made sense that. We ran our cattle together, and so we've kind of we still have a few shorthorns, um, and and we're involved with Kate's Farms. Uh, you know, everybody knows Tyler Kate's and Brian and Randy, and and their successes. And and so while Adrian stayed involved in that program in the junior program with the shorthorns, uh, Claire had some some in there. We expanded the Simitols and started focusing more on them. And Claire's kind of grown up in the Simital Junior Program. Both of those programs are exceptional. Hats off to the people in charge, and there's been several I could list that have just done a tremendous job expanding these junior programs, and it's made our kids how they are today because of those programs. And so um, we just turned our focus towards the semis, and uh, the semis have been very, very good to us. We've been able to uh, uh, to have quite a bit of success uh, and been very blessed in in the within the Simital business and it's kind of it's our driving force right now, Andy. Mm-hmm. And now you're now you're spreading genetics and, and able to sell those genetics and and uh, tell us just a little bit about a, a few of these bulls that uh, that we can see uh, on the website and and order semen from or or maybe some that have that are going to be active here in this sale coming up. <coughs> Well, 
I don't have the, my website pulled up here in front of me, Andy, but uh, I, I would think that uh, two of the bulls that come to the top of my mind, uh, and, and I, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about their donor dam when we start talking about uh, success and, uh, and, and how our catalog and our sale is laid out. Mm-hmm. But two bulls that come to my mind is jacked up and jack around. And uh, those two bulls are, uh, well, let me back up a step. So Jeff and I were in Denver a few years ago, and we seen a bull calf that we really liked. And we had, uh, we've always been really big on structure. And I think uh, to be in the in the seed stock business, you've got to focus on structure and longevity. And uh, but anyway, we found this bull calf uh, that was on display out there called uh, TLCC One Eyed Jack. And uh, Roger Allen uh, was kind of promoting that bull. And so Jeff and I talked and we're like, yeah, you know, this calf's really, really nice. And Jeff's like, he don't have a lot of power. No, he didn't have a lot of power as a calf. But that might have been the best structured scimitol bull that I'd ever laid my eyes on in terms of foot, size, ankle, his angles. Just in structural integrity was impeccable on that bull. Mm-hmm. And so... We, we we bought into that bull and bought uh, possession of him, and, uh, you know, he's laid a, 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 a really nice set of females here, and there's been a lot of people use that bull all over the country. That's the one-eyed jack bull, and he's still around here, still sound as a cat. Uh, you know, just uh, we, we turn him out. We turn him out with our cleans-up heifers uh, wherever we need him, but um, – Anyway, so that bull would be on our website, and then he would be the sire of Jacked Up and Jack Around. And, and those two bulls uh, were out of Serena's first calf crop, uh, our premier donor cow. And uh, we took them to Louisville as babies. They were both, I think they were a late March and an early April. So in November, we took them to, to Louisville. They created a lot of buzz as their dam had just won Louisville two years prior and the junior nationals. And so it was the first opportunity for people to see something out of that, that super cow and uh, jacked up. They both, they were champ calf champion and reserve calf champion jacked up, uh, then went on to be reserve national champion at a, as a seven, eight month old calf weighing 930 pounds. And uh, then as a two year old, he repeated as reserve national champion in Louisville. And uh, uh, and then jacked up as a yearling was reserved in Denver, but the bigger part of that story they kind of started off the uh, Serena heat wave if you if you will because we sold them a week after Louisville we sold Choice half interest and it went through our auction ring at ninety four thousand and a group pick jacked up and we gave those folks the opportunity to make sure they got the right bull. And they could double up and take half of Jack around. And so that's they did. So mm-hmm. we sold half the interest in both of those bulls for 92000 apiece. Wow. And uh, they went on to sire a lot of really, really good cattle. In fact, um, just last month at uh, Sullivan's sale, there was a jacked-up heifer calf bring 31000 uh, in their sale as a percentage female. That was very, very good. And so uh, – those those would be bulls that come to come to my mind. Uh, that would be on our website. We were able to secure a bull from the Great Warning Program. Actually, two bulls from Warning. Um, they're 
their big super donor is that 8543 cow. And uh, so we went out there and uh, we we bought the bulletproof bull 11B, which is a lock and load out of the 8543 U cow by Dreamcatcher. And uh, that lock and load son bulletproof is running here on natural service. Uh, Siemens available on that bull and He's actually a full brother to the bullseye bull that's been very popular. Uh, this one's a solid black bull, um, but we just couldn't be more pleased. He's got really good numbers. Uh, his genetic spread's really nice, but yet he's phenotypically the kind of cattle that we like to look at. Uh, and we've used some other bulls. Uh, we bought in on the TJSC Hammer Time bull uh, over at Jones's two years ago. He was reserved in Louisville in 2018. Um, we've got a heifer calf in the sale out of him and a, and a Serena daughter that is just, uh, I think one of the very best purebreds that we've ever came across and had anything to do with, but we really like those hammer times. He's a hammer out of the She's so sweet cow over at Jones's. And, uh, we just couldn't be, uh, more pleased with the bull battery that we're using right now. Yeah, they uh, they are here. Uh, they are they're on the website of it, going down through here as you've been talking about them, and and uh, yeah, what a what a good set of bulls, and yeah, bulletproof. He's clear down there at the bottom, and uh, uh, really 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 nice set of uh, really nice set of cattle. So uh, we talk about and, and different breeders, different producers across the country. Uh, they've got different um, different little things that work for them uh for the different breeds and this is why these breeds work for us and this is why uh these feeds work for us do you guys have any unique feed stuffs or or environmental things with with these cattle that that work to your advantage excuse me andy well i think uh, we're jeff's kind of in charge of our feed stuff division and he likes to try different things uh does a good good job of that uh we're mainly forage-based. Um, we do put up corn silage, you know, that will feed our cows. And and uh, but we we you use TMR rations, uh, grind a lot of hay, uh, dry hay, and 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 different things like triticale, uh, forage peas, oats, those kind of mixtures. Uh, we try to incorporate uh, some of that kind of stuff with our grain farming operation. So we'll put out stuff in the fall that we can harvest in the spring, either as uh, silage or haylage or wet baleage, run that through our TMR and add a little corn silage uh, and maybe some gluten or something like that to keep the nutritional value up on it and keep our cows in, in the condition that they need to be through gestation, the third trimester as we're calving. Um, but then once we get done calving, uh, you know, them cows will go to grass and we'll, we'll, we'll run several different pastures. We're not blessed with a big acreage of pasture all in one location. So we get to do a little bit of driving. Thomas gets to do a lot of driving to different pastures to check on cows and bulls. But uh, uh, this year, Andy, to talk about the feed stuffs, uh, you know, with the challenges that we had on the grain side and everybody had, um, there was a lot of prevent plants. And uh, USDA changed the rules where on prevent planted acres, you could uh, plant a forage crop and then harvest uh, CRP acres. Normally, that's after the 1st of November. But with the spring challenges that uh, 
the, the United States farmers had with the weather, USDA stepped up to the plate to not only help uh, beef producers, but uh, I think it was probably more focused on the dairy industry to make sure there was enough quality feed out there. Mm-hmm. And they changed the date from November 1st harvest date to September 1st harvest date. So we had a few acres of uh, prevent plants. And uh, then we seeked out some other uh, farmers in our area, and we planted uh, we planted millet, uh, pearl millet, or uh, uh, some sedan type grasses on those acres. And we were able to harvest those after the first of September to add uh, quite a bit of feedstuffs to our uh, our, our our storage base and our uh, quantities that uh, that we have. So we're we're blessed with a lot of feed stuff, different values and different uh, kinds right now. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how we utilize that. Uh, we've been feeding some wet bale stuff um, as we've gone along here this fall and with the weather being wet and, and, and what well, was dry, so dry early. So we lost a, a lot of our late growth on our pastures, but now it's turned wet. So we've been having to, to feed cows a little earlier than normal. Um, but we're uh, we're blessed uh, with with enough different feed stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how utilizing some of those wet bales. To be honest, Andy, we we we, we make probably seven eight hundred acres of hay a year, uh, and we have for years, and we we sell quite a bit of, of hay, dry hay primarily. Um, and we haven't had a round baler in. Well, I, to be honest, the last round baler I had, I baled hay for your grandpa. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, custom custom build hay for your grandpa, and uh, what a great man, uh, and his Angus cows. But uh, uh, that's probably been 20 years ago, yeah. and so we moved to big square balers, three by fours, and so we send a lot of, of stuff to uh, to dairy mm-hmm. and uh, horse farms and some beef people. But uh, so this year we did buy a round baler just so we could utilize it baling some 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 wet feed stuffs and, and wet, wet baled hay to wrap it. And so uh, we're kind of getting our feet wet there a little bit, if you will. And uh, we, we have uh, did that for two reasons. Uh, one, to make sure our cows had, we had enough feed stuffs, but in a, in a challenging agricultural economic time right now, as far as grain stuffs, um, it'll allow us to have a few more, tons of dry hay to sell and turn into cash so uh, that's kind of why we did that and uh, we're we're hoping that it proves to be fruitful on both ends our cows uh, nutritional program will will be maintained and satisfied to what they need and then we'll also have a a more uh, tonnage of dry bales hay to uh, to sell yeah, middle Middletown, Indiana, not the uh, not the rolling hills and uh, places to put a whole lot of cows. <laughs> so, so I can yeah. ima- I can imagine you guys do a lot of driving finding those little patches around there. It's kind of eye opening when people come to do a do, to tour the cows or something. You you spend a lot of your day driving from place to place. But the thing of it is, we go by several ice cream shops and restaurants, <laughs> so we, we we have to stop and and be hospitable hosts. Right. How how many cattle are, are sold at the dinner table and set it in the pasture? <clears throat> or exactly. over, or over an ice cream cone or a milkshake. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Where do you see uh the future of 
Trinopole Farms, their breeding program, and, and talk a little, I guess, about about what you do for your breeding program and how you select things and, and lead that in. What's what's going to be in the future for Trinopole Farms? Sure. Well, we're not going to get away from our core values, and uh, it's all about cow families for us, and uh, those cows uh, here have to be, like I, I tipped on this a little bit earlier, but they have to be uh, functionally sound and structurally sound and um, have a lot of longevity bred into them. Um, and then we have to use the right bulls that, that complement that. And, then, you know, if you got a cow that's – me personally, Andy, I like really pretty cows. I mean, I like long, thin fronts. I like them to keep their heads up. And if they're angled so their shoulder's right, they're going to keep their heads up. Uh, they have to be really nice on their feet and legs. But sometimes we lack a little bit for power. Mm-hmm. So – we have tried to select bulls uh, like the bulletproof bull. I mean, he's adding uh, he's adding more power to those pretty cows. Um, the hammer time bull just doing the exact same thing and doing what we needed to do to make those mating decisions. Um, we haven't talked a lot about uh, genetic spreads, genetic values, and EPDs. Um, while while there are operations uh, that focus primarily on that. Uh, everybody has to be different. Uh, not everybody doesn't have to do the exact same things, and that's what makes the world turn. So, while we don't solely so, excuse me, while we don't solely focus on EPDs and make our breeding decisions, we want something balanced. So they have to look good, and then we're looking for the kind that have the genetic spreads and the and the EPD profile and balanced traits um, that is acceptable. What we didn't talk about, or we haven't yet, but um, we've been selling bulls for probably oh, 10, 12 years uh, on a, a larger scale. Started out having an online bull open house here where people would come in and look at bulls and we'd have them pre-priced. And we were very successful with that. And we'd sell 15 to 30 bulls a year. In the last four years, we uh, in April, the end of April, we have a bull sale in Zanesville, Ohio, uh, over there in the coal mines, and we haul those bulls over to Muskegon Livestock there at Zanesville, and we'll sell 30 to 40 bulls over there at one setting in an auction type um, setting, and uh, uh, we've been very successful with them commercial guys over there, and now we're into where we're getting repeat customers on those guys. The reports are good, and and so. You've got to focus on if you're going to do that and sell bulls to commercial guys, your herd has to look good, but it also has to have, uh, you know, the genetic numbers to go along with it. So we're focusing probably a little bit more on, on the values, uh, but we're not going to get away from our roots of having uh, really eye-appealing cattle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in the future, Andy, I mean, we're, we've got a core of, of really good donor cows from different cow families, and we always go out and we'll find, uh, we'll find the, a, a next female from a really good cow family line. And so we've been known to buy a heifer calf uh, every year that we can bring back into our herd and continue to supply great cow families to our customers. And, uh, um, 
so that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to we're going to focus on the cow families. We're going to focus on structure and and profitability and doability, um, and then strive to put the right kind in front of our not only our show customers but our commercial bull buyers. And uh, it it's got to be a it's, there's got to be synergy both ways to make that all come together. And while we're not the best in the business at it. We, we strive pretty hard to take serious what to, what we're putting out there for people uh, to have running their pastures with a TF brand on their shoulder. And, and done very well. Uh, done very well by past, past sales histories and, uh, and successes for, uh, uh, for customers. So tell us just a little bit. I, I want to get into these sale cattle here uh, before too long, but, but you guys have had a lot of success uh, in the show ring uh, as well. Uh, will you tell us, uh, brag on just a little bit about about some of those successes that you guys have had? Well, I don't want to be boastful at all, um, but but we have been blessed. Uh, not only my daughters, but Jeff's kids. Uh, like I said earlier, his daughters showed, and, and uh, when they were younger, they focused on raising some steers, and I can vividly remember Sonia and Lindsay um, being in the spotlight sale at, at the state fair when uh, when they had the full-blown sale and those cattle would come in the ring. And I can remember those girls showing a Charlay steer that was champion Charlay steer. Um, oh my gosh, Andy, that would have been in the that would have been in the late '80s and then maybe the early '90s. And then Jeff's da- second daughter, Lindsay, I can remember her with a couple Hereford steers that that made it into the spotlight sale and so those girls had a lot of success that way and and um, just those are very fond memories um, not only for me I'm sure but but for uh, for Jeff and his wife Karen um, as far as my girls they've uh, they've they've been a, 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 a had a lot of success uh, I remember Adrian uh, she's 25 now and she showed <laughs> this is going to this is going to show kind of maybe our closeness, Andy, in, in terms of proximity. But I can remember uh, Adrian showing her first uh, effort calf, and she was five years old at the Winchester Open Show in oh, your wow. home county, Randolph County. Yeah. And uh, Judge Jim Galuli was judging that day, just a great cattleman. And, and Adrian was five years old showing that heifer, and she won the, she won the Shorthorn Division. Uh, Claire, she showed her first one probably at that same show, and she would have been four or five, six years old at the same time. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. But then the girls have taken it really serious, and and uh, of course Claire, uh, Claire probably has had the most um, impact. Her show, her showing the Serena heifer uh, was a, is our mainstay donor cow here, but. Uh, in 2012, Claire showed that thing to. Uh, um, she was reserved in Denver in the Open Show as a heifer calf, and then went on to win the Junior Nationals in Lyme, Ohio. And from there, she was supreme overall heifer at the Indiana State Fair in 2012, and then won Louisville. Uh, we did not take her to Denver that year, as she was close to Cavan, so we didn't take her. And then, uh, and 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 Claire. Uh, has has done very well in those those type of settings and showed several other champions along the way. Uh, Adrian uh, Adrian's 
Well, I'll tell you one of my proudest moments talking about the girls, Andy, and there was an ad. I'll never forget the ad that we put in the uh, uh, Short Orange Country. It had been the February issue of, of 2013. Adrian had a national champion Shorthorn female in Denver, so she won Denver. Um, and I remember that ad because uh, it brought back a lot of uh, memories and, and uh um, it was a humbling experience to know that both girls had shown a national champion female in the same year, the same show season. Because Claire had uh, the Serena Heifer was national champion Simital in 12 at Louisville, and then in Denver, uh, two months later, Adrian had the national champion Shorthorn Heifer. So um, there's been a lot of successes. Probably uh, that's probably where I need to stop, or I sound like a a, a, a rambling show dad that's very proud of his daughters and their accomplishments and which would be true so uh those are those are a few of the highlights right yeah and, and yeah again go to to trinopolefarms.com and hit that uh, hit that winner's page go down and check out the ugly sweaters i really like the the ugly sweater team oh. from uh, a few years ago uh yeah the christmas <laughs> Chris, that was that beef conference that was that christmas and there's a girl that's helped us from ohio for several years and if anybody's in the show business they know candace muir mm-hmm. and candace is like one of our daughters and and she's just a ball of fire all the time and and loves that fun but she drug out i'll remember that i mean, remember that morning vividly it was probably five o'clock in the morning <laughs> show morning at the beef congress and they had the cattle put to rest and was ready to go to the show, you know, ready to start showing. And Candace drags out this box of all them ugly Christmas sweaters. And uh, so that speaks volumes about how we are, Andy, in terms of, you know, we take it very serious going to the show. But at the same time, it's just a cow show. And, and we do it for fun. We do it for, uh, for advertisement. But we like to have fun. And so the whole crew got involved in that ugly sweater contest. And uh, oh, that was a that was a great memory. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's that's really good. And 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 recently, again at Beef Congress, uh, you know, we I talked to you just a minute ago. I've uh, we interviewed the uh, we interviewed the winners on Walton Webcasting, and and I've interviewed both of those girls, and and very successful uh, here at home, and and very successful across the country. And um, so so that's what uh, that's what you guys are going to offer for everybody else here in this sale. Well, the part that's bittersweet, Andy, and you're talking about the girls, uh, you know, Adrian is no longer eligible in the junior program. And uh, two years ago in the summer was Claire's last year in 4-H. Now the way that the junior programs go uh, age-wise, Claire, this this you know, be in 10 days, this will be Claire's last Beef Congress. So, uh, you know, we're that's bittersweet. And uh, then she can show in the national junior shows for this, at least this summer and maybe one more. I'm not sure how each one of those breeds are broken out, but we're still going to be offering those cattle uh, that we've always offered to people. And there's been, there's been uh, families that have gotten involved with us that, you know, we've tried uh, real hard to help them be successful. And, and one young lady comes to mind, uh, uh, out of Montezuma, Indiana, a girl by the name of Cameron Clapp. Her dad and uh, Cameron came over to, I think it, I think it was a sale in in uh, probably 14 or 15. I don't remember the exact first time they came to our sale, but they bought uh, they bought a heifer calf. And that girl's 
and her dad have been committed and bought some of the better heifer calves and they go showing with us and that girl gets she's a blonde-headed girl looks very similar to adrian and claire and and uh, you know we love to take those kids under our wing and, and treat them like they're their own no matter who where they come from but uh treat them like they're our own and include those families and um, watch those kids grow and develop and i couldn't be more proud of uh, the kids that have become involved with us and their families and there's more to come i'm sure uh, but i couldn't be more proud of cameron and uh, the young lady that she's become and she's got great parents obviously uh, that that are dedicated to her succeed and their whole family's successful but uh, that girl's been a pleasure to be around so um, the point of that is that uh, you know the girls junior careers are, are winding down we're not going anywhere we're still going to be offering those cattle and want to be committed to those junior kids and the junior programs not only here in indiana but uh but in the, on the national level as well and, and help those kids succeed all right well let's get into let's get into this sale you guys have a sale the right by design and this is the 11th annual correct it is the 11th annual uh Andy, but I got to give a little clarification to how you come up with the 11th, because uh, I think this would be our uh, uh, seventh or eighth sale that we've done here on the farm. Um, when we first started, Jeff and I first started in the semis and different things, we in December would have a bread heifer sale in uh, Hillsboro, Ohio. And, and that was very successful to us. We, we met a lot of people, um, and that's when we first started having sales. And they were named right by design. So this isn't the 11th sale that we've had on the farm, uh, but it is the 11th right by design sale. Okay. I saw it somewhere. I don't know if it was on your Facebook page or, or where it was, but it, it said the 11th. Speaking of your Facebook page, yeah. guys, if you yeah, it's in, have... It's in, it's in, it's wherever it's at, but it is uh, it is yeah. mentioned in our uh, welcome letter in the catalog. Yeah, yeah, that might be where it was too. But but yeah, if you have not visited the Trinopole Farms um, Facebook page, do that. Uh, you guys have got a lot of stuff going on on that Facebook page, and and uh, a, a lot of stuff to promote this sale. And 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 again, I want to get into the sale, but but this TF Tuesday thing, I know it's over this year, but. But kind of set this thing up so for next year because what a neat deal and, and of course I got in way too late but uh, next year I'm going to be on this thing and and uh, get take part in this TF Tuesday on on Trinopole is it Trinopole Farms Facebook page? Well, you know as I as I tipped off, both of the girls are uh, uh, marketing man majors at Purdue and uh, so Adrian had a brain. Uh, uh, child one day she's because they with the long, with the help of our sale manager Craig Ryder, uh, which Craig does a nice job putting the catalog together and promoting our events that we have going on. Just does a does a nice job with that. But uh, Adrian and Claire kind of handle a lot of the Facebook stuff. And Adrian come to us one one morning and she is like, Hey, I got this idea to have a contest. And I'm like, what kind of a contest? She said, Well, I've always promoted. Uh, one or two lots on the Facebook page and highlighted them. And she goes, but I want to do something a little different. So I'm thinking about having a contest and whoever likes and shares uh, 
our Facebook page every week, you know, when I post something with a highlighted lot, then they're going to enter in drawing and we're going to give, uh, give, give a prize away. And, uh, so her and her, her mom and, and have had a, a lot of fun doing those drawings. And then with Judy, Judy's, uh, involvement with, a, another, uh, company, uh, she had a lot of experience with Facebook live. And so they decided to do the drawings on Facebook live and, so it's just been a fun thing for them, and a lot of people have gotten involved, and it's been fun. So Adrian's always using, uh, uh, hey, Dad, you got any more empty John Deere parts boxes? So I got something to mail out some swag. So <laughs> when she draws a name out, she, 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 she'll, she'll get either T-shirts, hats, hoodies, whatever, and so she sends that to people. And it's just been kind of a fun thing for them. And then she came up with the idea, well, we're going to have a grand prize the week before the sale. And uh, uh, so she's like, what can we do as a grand prize? And I think I think her Uncle Jeff was the one that told her just give a heifer calf away. And I, I think that got mixed. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, last night they did a, the, the final TF Tuesday drawing uh, live there in the shop. And they had Ty Barber, the, the boy that's been helping there in the barn and a great asset, uh, they had him involved in health last night, and uh, Lauren Russell from uh, from Illinois uh, won the grand prize, and it was a $500 credit in Saturday's sale. And I'm sure they'll use it because they've been good customers. And uh, in fact, we had a uh, a relentless daughter out of a, uh, a Serena daughter that uh, the Russells had in Louisville, and it was second in a very very tough class down there. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure Jim and Lauren will. We'll we'll use that five hundred dollar credit very wisely. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a really fun thing for the girls to do, and I I hope uh, I hope the people that have been involved uh, haven't been overwhelmed by their Facebook presence, but at the same time, uh, it's uh, just been a fun thing, and and let people know that there are some some really nice things going on up here, and 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 it goes back to that philosophy. Uh, we're serious about the cattle business. But we want to have fun doing it, right? Yeah, and if if you need some entertainment on Facebook, go watch some of those. I watched a few of those <laughs> here the last oh, couple yeah. days, and and uh, they're really interesting. So, really good. So, okay, we got the Right by Design sale Saturday, uh, November thirtieth, and it is at one o'clock in Middletown, Indiana. Scott, where is Middletown, Indiana located? Well, Middletown's appropriately named. It's in Henry County, about uh, 45 miles northeast of Indianapolis, but it's appropriately named as it sits right in the middle of Muncie, Newcastle, and Anderson. And our our place is uh, just a, about three-quarters of a mile north of State Road 36 uh, between Pendleton and Mount Summit, right on 36. Um, so that's where it's at. And we've got some activities going on on um – Friday, you, you'd rather not have anybody on Thursday, the the twenty eighth on Thanksgiving Day, correct? You're not. Well, going you to... know, Andy, uh, this week and the last couple weeks have been very hectic, as anybody that puts on an event like this knows. But uh, I, maybe I've said this once or twice uh, in in our conversation that we're kind of a family oriented right. family, very much so. Uh, on Thursday, what happens here on Thanksgiving Day is uh, the boys will get up and and go feed um if and they have the opportunity to go home if they want to go home um but the cattle will be fed and then that's it 
Mm-hmm. No, no, no barn activity at all. And, and then whoever's helping here will enjoy family uh, time with us. Cause those kids, I say kids, they're all young, young adults. Um, they'll, they'll enjoy uh, Thanksgiving dinner with us or if they don't choose to go back to their home. But we want other families to enjoy and recognize the meaning of that day and be thankful for their family and friends and enjoy that day with them. But come Friday morning, it's uh, Katie bar the door. It's time to it's time to get serious about ride by design. We've got a dinner at six o'clock on Friday night. Yeah, there'll be. I'm not sure. Jeff is in charge of the uh, in charge of the the food part of our deal, and uh, I'm not sure what he's got planned on Friday night. Um, uh, but it's uh, it's it's a social. Uh, uh, there'll be there'll be some type of food, whether it be hamburgers and soups. I don't know, but he, he Jeff does an awesome job with that, and so he's got something planned for dinner, and the cattle will be available uh, in the afternoon. Uh, we got to really kind of dance a little bit around this weather weather on the the display of the cattle, mm-hmm. but uh, they'll they'll be ready for viewing, and uh, Friday night, and and uh, hopefully people will come and look and. Uh, because our sale is, we changed from a live sale with cattle going through the ring. Um, it was just a little stressful on the help, a little stressful on the cattle. And so we went with a video auction, Andy. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year was our initial start of that. Um, it, and it, it works out really, really well. But you got to go mark your catalogs and see what you're doing. Now, you got to remember, those videos were taken in late September, early October. So the cattle have changed a bunch mm-hmm. and yes we could re-video like especially the heifer calves um but at the end of the day we got to make a little bit of money doing this so we can continue to help people and do it next year so it's just more added cost so i would encourage people to come early um go out in the lots uh it it, it might be a little bit sloppy uh not terrible because we, we're not using those lots only for sale day and uh Look through those cattle, mark your catalog really well, and then then come in on Saturday uh, around 11, 11.30 uh, noon or so. We'll have a full-blown meal. Uh, it'll be worth the it'll the, the meal will be worth the trip in itself. Uh, and then we'll have a video sale there uh, starting at one o'clock. Brought to you by Live Auctions, and also they can internet bid on Live Auctions. Yep. As well, so. Uh, so they can do that. So who's a couple of the sale guys, some of the sale reps that, that maybe we can get a hold of if, hey, we've seen a video, uh, we heard the podcast, and it sent us to the thing, and we saw the video of this heifer and we or cow, and we just really want to know maybe just a little more about her. Well, I would suggest, I mean, we've got several sale representatives uh, there, and we try to surround ourselves with people that are knowledgeable and, and uh uh, forthright in their answering to people's questions. And let me back up just for a minute, Andy, uh, and, and, and I'll answer your question, but let me back up just for a second to go back to the pictures and the videos. Um, it's been a goal of ours. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of things changed over the years in terms of the way cattle and livestock are marketed, uh, a lot of internet sales, uh, but it's been a, uh, priority of ours that when people come here and look at the cattle that they say these cattle look better in person than they do in the pictures and the videos and that is a priority of ours and i think we've always maintained that 
And I think this set here um, is no exception. There, I mean, this, this sounds repetitive and redundant, but from top to bottom, all divisions, this is by far the best set of cattle that we've offered to the buying public. There's a lot of good ones, and I had a really good friend of mine say at his sale, and I thought about that, that there's enough heifer calves here that if you found a, you know, if one need a show heifer or a young cow, you know, something make a cow, that no matter if you spend 30000 or 40000 50000 or 3000 you're going to go away with a good beast. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how it is going to be here on Saturday. The quality is really deep, and I'm, I'm as proud of this set as I've ever been on any of our cattle that we've sold. Um, and I've had a lot of people that I respect that have come through, and at the end of their walkthrough, they're like, this is a really, really good set. I'm glad it came. It's worth the trip. So uh, hopefully the weather works in our favor. But uh, at the end of the day, whoever buys these things, they're going to end up with, with some really good stock. Mm -hmm. And uh, so to go back to your question, Obviously, you can go to our website, pull up our catalog online if you haven't received one in the mail. It's a little late for us to try to mail you right. one, hard copy now. Um, you can obviously call myself, call Jeff. We'll treat you just like we would any, you know, going to a sale ourselves if you want to. And we have people that entrust us to try to buy cattle for them out of our sale, and we buy them like they would be sitting on the block um, or on in the seats, rather. And uh, but you can go to Craig Ryder, uh, Primetime Agri Marketing. Uh, get a hold of Craig. He's the auction manager. He'll carry bids. And then we have a whole list of people that we uh, we trust quite a bit uh, that work as our representatives. Alan Sears, Kent Jakey, uh, Dalton Lundy. Uh, Dalton goes to a lot of Semitol sales around the country. Just does a good job for us. Roger Allen, uh, Chance Udowski. Buddy Robertson, Brent Cole, Greg Miller, and Ryan Hafner from Illinois. Um, and so there's, uh, you can find those numbers to those guys that we have confidence in and, and uh, uh, to, to present the cattle and explain them the way they are and work with you uh, in a very confidential manager or manage and, and, and manage that confidentially is what I was trying to say. Um, so you can go to that. Uh, would be the second or third page in our catalog and find those guys' numbers. And find the catalog on trinipolfarms.com. Find it on liveauctions.tv. Can have some of this information. Uh, so a lot of different places that that you can find this. You can find this catalog. So we've we've got a uh, one female or open the catalog, and you've got a special lot A even before. Uh, one of the information pages here and uh, Scott tell us a little about this this special lot a that you guys are going to offer well um, we've always had a special lot a um, in the past sales it's been a uh, uh, either a flush on Serena or a Serena daughter something like that and I'm sure we'll talk about her as we go through the catalog but we always strive to offer one or two or three uh, really up-and-coming young donors, something that's been successful or bred to have a lot of success. And this year uh, with our partners, uh, Dave and Chad Fairley at Prospect Cattle in Ohio, uh, we decided to offer the Kitty, which is Precious Miss 240B, Special Lot A, and we call her Kitty. Um, I don't really know how she got the nickname Kitty. I'm sure it was one of the girls, but she would be uh, – 
this thing, uh, you know, as we talked about the our our show successes, uh, with the exception of uh, Serena, this would be probably our second most successful show ever ever in the Semitals. Um, I got a good I got a phone call from from a guy that that mentored a lot of good cowboys and show people one day. Uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, uh, Bill Couch. Mm-hmm. Bill called me one day and and he said Trinipole, and if anybody knows Bill and and his uh, demeanor, you know uh, Trinipole, he said, I know them girls are doing a good job in your program. You're like trying to find the best ones. You need to go to Wade Womack's in Primbroke, Kentucky. He said there's uh, he flushed he flushed that uh, that E one sixty one that Womack Precious Smith seventy one cow to broker and he said he's got a litter of them calves down there. You need to go down there. So Dave and I traveled down to, to uh, Wade's and we've seen this this heifer on a recip mother and and uh, just fell in love with her. I mean, so complete in her structure. I don't know how you make one any better structured, Andy, than this half blood broker daughter right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we bought them. We bought that and we bought two bulls that were full fibs. One of them uh, we sold in our sale. The loss in land and cat and cattle at Thorntown, and that bull we called him Womack. Uh, he uh, he was reserve percentage bull in Denver as a calf, uh, one Dixie National. Uh, unfortunately, that bull that bull got injured during breeding season, and uh, so there's not a lot around the semen supply. We still have a little, but uh, it's pretty limited on that bull. But that was that was a special animal in himself. The other brother was uh, went through one of our uh, online sales, went to Oklahoma and serves out there for the hamburger family uh, in Oklahoma as uh, their senior herd sire. And uh, but Kitty, we showed her as a calf uh, her first show out. She was calf champion at Louisville, calf champion in in Denver. Um, went on to be as a yearling reserve grand in Denver in '16. Won Jackson. She was an 11-time champion for wow. Claire and Adrian, and uh, there were more. In fact, I was just showing, telling uh, 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 some people that were here last night. We went through that lot of those ca- that she's in with the rest of the sale cows in, in a in a little trap there at the, the farm, and 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 I made a comment to them about the kitty cow. I had when we were showing her more people that I respect out of the Simital breed talk about what a good female that was so you get the opportunity to buy her in her entirety she's uh you know we her first calf brought 15.5 uh in the in the dixie national sale uh went to dean puterball and his fine family in pennsylvania there was an 8500 dollar heifer calf out of pays to believe that sold in our right to design last year actually was a uh, consignment from from uh, Jacob Moore and Buck Creek Ranch, they had bought a $12,000, I think $12,000 flush on Kitty in a previous sale. Uh, and then, you know, we've sold uh, a couple flushes on that cow for excess of 10 or 12, 15,000. And then, you know, we've offered a few embryos over the last few years on that cow. Uh, and they've sold very, very well. And I don't think that we've, that we've probably promoted her in production as, as well as we should have. Maybe over we, we we were overshadowed a little bit by the Serena cow, but I think this cow's got a great future in front of her. She's just a five-year-old coming five-year-old or 
becoming six year old, I guess. She's a five year old now. And uh, uh, flushes really well. She's heavy in calf to the hammer time bull. Uh, I hope she waits till after sale day to have it, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And uh, uh, it doesn't look like, you know, it looks like she's going to. So, um, but the, 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 she's at the tip of the iceberg and a lot of future in front of this particular cow. And uh, it's not going to be very long for payday. So, you know, if anybody has real interest in uh, one of the very best half-blood donor cows in the country to sell, uh, this would be the cow. You talk about the the cow that overshadows her just a little bit, and and you get into this catalog, and you go to lot one A through one. What's it go through? One C. My computer's going to flip pretty quick here. Through one. One E. One E. Yeah. Through one E. This this Serena deal for those that uh, have been living under a rock. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about about this Serena cow and and what she brings and and talk about these heifer calves. Well, I'll just go back and give you a little history on the Serena cow, Andy. Uh, you, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know this cow. Uh, the Hobbs family up around Tipton had a cow. Uh, they they had uh, the Miss Knockout seventy four T cow. She was supreme champion at the Indiana State Fair. Don't hold me to the dates, but probably in ten or eleven, maybe, um, she would have been uh, supreme champion at the Indiana State Fair. Hudson Pines and Jones Show Cattle bought that bought an interest in that cow off the Hobbs family. A really good friend of mine told me said that, and that would have been probably in. Uh, uh, 11 said hey you need to go up to Hobbs there's, there's a heifer calf they're going to offer at auction and he said this thing might be as good as Simmental heifers I've ever seen and I respected the guy so I made the trip up to Scott and John's and Doyle's place and took uh, I know Adrian was on the trip with me up there and we looked at this heifer calf we got in the truck to come home and Adrian's like what did you think of that one I said that's the best Simmental heifer I've ever seen in my life and I've been around a lot of good ones with it, with Nick Overbeck and, and some of the stuff that we had at the time and other people that I respect. But um, she said, well, what are you going to do? I said, if we have to sell two potloads of cows, we're going to buy that heifer cow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the prices today, Andy, uh, are all over the board, and, and these things can bring a pile of money. But when we bought that heifer at auction, she brought 57000 and. Uh, we bought her, and the rest is history. She's uh, she's a phenomenal power cow, sired by upgrade. Uh, she she was reserve calf champion in Denver, reserve division behind a half sister to her in Louisville. Her first show out, um, champion Simmental at the Beef Congress that year under Jerry Doug- Douglas. Um, then, like I said, was reserve grand in Denver. Um, the following summer as a big, she has won the junior nationals at Lima, Ohio, and just kind of won it for fun. Um, Gerald Buck made her supreme champion uh, following her mother's footsteps at the Indiana State Fair, and that had been the hardest show that we had ever had to win. That Indiana State Fair is the most competitive junior heifer show anywhere in the country, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she won that, and then she won Louisville as a as a big bred that following fall. Um, then 
the story just unfolds from there on. And we had partners, uh, Clearwater, Liam Ender down at uh, uh, Milan partnered up with me and, and bought her as a heifer calf. Well, we always maintain show rights and, and uh, possession rights on the cow. Leah offered several really nice uh, progeny out of her as well. And then this uh, last fall, not, not this fall, but in their production sale, in 2018, their first sale, they offered their half of uh, Serena, and uh, she brought 86,000, I believe. And so now, I, now Hicks has bought uh, Steve Hicks over at Covington bought that cow. But you know, for a for a cow that's six, seven years old uh, to bring 86,000 for half embryo interest it was unbelievable. But very, very worth it because to date. That cow has produced over $2 million in progeny sales. Uh, the top one, uh, the top bulls would have been, as we discussed early, jacked up and jack around. We sold a, we sold a bull called Plymouth Rock out of a very successful flush to Pilgrim. Uh, Plymouth Rock sold in our sale for 50-some thousand. Um, here, uh, there was a $100,000 Pilgrim heifer, which would be the mother of the lot three heifer, um, by, she was by Pilgrim. She was reserve national champion uh, at the junior show in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and, and, and so the story just keeps going. There's uh, a Jack, one-eyed Jack heifer that brought 70,000 in a sale. Um, there was another Pilgrim daughter that brought, I believe, 60,000. So that cow just knocked it out of the park. And, and we, she has been mated to a variety of bulls. And I can sure guarantee this, Andy, that no matter what bull you breed that cow to, I don't care if it's a purple billy goat, <laughs> there's going to be at least one of them things that's incredible. And she's done it time and time and time and time again. So um, it's just been uh, it's been amazing to watch that watch that cow and her her career unfold. Good deal. Good deal. Let's go through the rest of these heifer calves a little bit. Hit some hit some highlights if you would, and and uh, tell us the. Uh, let's back up just a half second here. Can you tell us the beef congress thing? We're because we're late uh, on this beef congress. Beef congress is in a week. Right. And I apologize for that other phone ring. You're all right. Uh, but uh, uh, so when we first started having our sale here at the farm, the entry deadline for the beef congress was. Uh, was before the sale. And so, um, you know, while we had a lot of heifer calves that we think are very competitive and have been very competitive, uh, go through the auction ring here at our place. Um, I thought I got to thinking and Jeff and I talked about it and how do we work with the Indiana beef cattle association to include our heifer calves for people that buy them. So we, we made an agreement with the, uh, IBCA board and uh, not only for us but any Indiana producer that would have a heifer calf sale after the entry deadline for the Hoosier Beef Congress. So what we was able to come up with was those cattle would still be eligible for the Indiana Beef Congress or the Hoosier Beef Congress and uh, at no cost or no late entry fee. So what we do is at the end of the sale those heifer calves if you come to me and say, hey, we want to take that one to the Hoosier Beef Congress and show it seven days later, um, 
we compile a list of those cattle that are going. We pay the entry fee. We keep those cattle here and then take them to the Beef Congress for the new owners. Uh, twofold. One, it's a service to the new customer and the new owner. But more importantly, the stress on those cattle going through pre-sale week, you know, um, is is a lot. Going through the auction is a lot. And then if they would go to a new home, get acclimated there, and then go to a show three days later, four days later, it's really rough on those cattle. Right. And so not in their best interest. So we keep those heifers here. If the owner wants to do it that way, we highly suggest that. And then you take them home from the Beef Congress. Um, and it's worked really well in the past. And uh, there's been some cattle that have sold through this ring that have been either division champion or breed champion a week later. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think there's several, and I mean several, in this set of heifer calves that will be in the thick of things come the first weekend of December at the Hoosier Beef Congress. Let's talk them just a little bit. So we offer that service to that, to those owners. Good, good. <coughs> who do we who do we need to be looking at if we need to if we want to come by as a nice future show heifer future donor? Well, uh, I'll just I'll just go through the catalog here real quick, Andy. And, Sounds good. And talk. Uh, uh, you know, if you if you if you flip through the catalog and you come to the one A, B, and C, those are those are three daughters full sisters uh, uh a late january down to a late february that are sired by the angus bull tejas that purdue university and circle m owns um they're actually full sisters to our second time second high selling fall heifer calf that went to uh, the nimkovic family in florida uh that thing is an incredible beast uh her first time out in florida she was supreme champion and that was like two weeks after they hauled her down there from here um, they sent that heifer back up here, uh, and Ty Barber to take care of her, uh, to get her ready for junior nationals. She was second in class in junior national. Well, she won her class in junior national, second in class in junior nationals. The next day at the Simmental sweepstakes, she was calf champion. Um, and that thing's just had a, an incredible look and, and doing really well. So those three lots, A, B, and C would be full sisters to that particular female. I don't think you can go wrong with any any of the any Serena. I mean, they're if, we, if they're good enough to make the sale, they're going to be competitive somewhere someday. They're going to be competitive. One um, D is a purebred by the Denver Champion Innovator Bull, really high in her numbers. Um, boasts a one thirty six API and a calving ease of nine point nine, with an incredible shape and look to her. Lot one D. Um, she's very. She reminds me an awful lot of the fifty thousand dollar bred that. Uh, Serena daughter that was sold in Denver last January. One uh, E is a Plum Creek Paradox, which you know that Paradox bull goes back to the Annie Lou Angus cow. Uh, I believe Annie Lou is uh, would be the mother of the the bull that uh, Sunrise Sunset just sold in Denver for like 120 or 160 thousand. Uh, the on on point bull. Uh, the Boyer family's done a great job with the Annie Lou thing. Um, but that, that one, uh, crazy haired for a half blood, just real eye appealing. Um, you keep on going down through there. We actually have a full sister. We love that Serena cow so much that Hobbs has sold another full sister to her called Serenity 179B, 
lots 2A and 2B are out of that cow by the, the high dollar bull selling at earnings, uh, the bankroll bull. Uh, those are those are extremely impressive uh, individuals. Um, and then you go, we move the page to page nine in the catalog, lots three, four, five, and six are all out of Serena Daughters. Uh, lot four is a hammer time out of the $120,000 Pilgrim Heifer that was reserved at the Junior Nationals, uh, and her nickname would be uh, Lila. She's, this particular heifer was raised by Park Show Cattle up in Michigan from a, a flush purchase they purchased on that female. And um, this thing is a, a March hammer time and probably is a, as much a unique purebred as I've seen. She has her mother's structure and soundness, but hammer time's power. And just a, just a freak. I mean, a freak neck, uh, a really big back, big hip, easy going one. Um, that I, I got a lot of confidence in the lot three in terms of the purebred side of things. Um, lot four is an innovator out of a, bro- a broker that the Blakely family uh, showed a broker, Serena Daughter. They showed her to reserve grand at OYE in Oklahoma. Um, that, thing's, that thing's awful complete. Uh, again, sired by the Denver champion innovator. Um, then you move over to lot five, another Serena five and six are both out of full sisters. They're both by step up. Their dams are step ups out of Serena. Uh, the lot five is out of out of the high selling bread in a sale two or three years ago um, that the Dean Fudelgall family in Pennsylvania bought. She's a seventy two thousand uh, dollar value, but she's sired by the Bulletproof Bull. That thing's big middle, long neck, really stout hip. Uh, just I, I think uh, I think that one. It fits the bill in terms of the biggest hips uh, and and just a lot of power in that particular female, and that's what we wanted out of the bulletproof bull. I got a few notes here as we've been clipping on these babies. The lot six is a hammer time out of another step up, Serena. Uh, I got this one, uh, Mark, a sleeper of the sale. She's a little greener, an A++ disposition, just big bodied. Um, she's going to get better every day that you own her, and at the end of the day, I think that one becomes awful competitive. Then we get into uh, uh, the lot seven is a jack around, um, super complete, fault-free in her structure, just no holes, no no frills, kind of an April heifer calf. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, cow we haven't really talked about, Andy, is the mother of the lot eight, uh, a female that uh, uh, we found from Brock Welchens and Adam Welch with and uh, the Chesney family uh, uh, out in uh, South Dakota that goes back to the dam of, of uh, uh, the dam of uh, Dream On. And uh, that thing's a broker. We called her the bear. She was a two-time division winner in Denver for Claire. Uh, one of the only ones I ever bought out of an online sale uh, that I didn't go see. But when that thing when that thing got off the truck, we had her delivered in. The guy delivering her said, I don't know what you got in that trailer, but I'm telling you there's a grizzly bear in there. And that, that cow got the name Bear, the bear. And uh, so she's a, she's a super broker daughter, uh, just done a lot of things. Uh, her relentless daughter sells as lot eight. Uh, then, you know, uh, I think that's pretty, that one's pretty special. The lot nine, ten are uh, – 
are both bulletproof daughters that have a lot of form and function. There's a younger heifer in lot 11. She's a May, and she's by a uh, Pays the Believe uh, out of the nostalgia donor that, that Claire showed to championships at the Indiana State Fair and won the Eastern Regional a few years ago. We sold that thing um, to uh, as, a, as an older donor cow to uh, Prospect and Clap uh, two years ago for in the 20s. Uh, and she's left left us with a slew of really good daughters and, and a bull that we're using to clean up. Have I mentioned to you, Andy, that we're all about cow families here? <laughs> you mentioned it once, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think. So, yeah. so that, that nostalgia cow was a direct daughter of Silvertown's Onyx, two-time national champion, mm-hmm. uh, Onyx female. And so we focused on that cow quite a bit. And that bull, the lot 11, goes back to the original Cinderella cow uh, that Dave Geyer and Jimmy Martin had uh, that was very, very successful. But she's out of a broker. And I think for a younger one in a younger division, the lot, of, the lot 11 heifer does not need to get overlooked because she's, uh, she's pretty special. Um, then there's another half-sister uh, uh, to that particular female in lot 12. Uh, just a, a, a really nice haired, freaky fronted kind of one. Uh, lot 14's a red one that just, um, you know, you look at her videos, that one probably doesn't wow you on her videos, but I promise she's changed as much as any in the sale. A really nice, uh, a really nice red baldy sired by Nationwide, which is a warning bred wide track out of She's So Fine Cow from Steenhook. Out it goes back to a one eyed Jack Blackstar. Uh, then you look down through the rest of them. There's uh, some out of some cows that we got from uh, Hillebrands up in Minnesota that done really, really have done really, really well in the show ring for us and turned them into donors. Uh, as far as the half bloods, the lot 17 kind of sticks out to me. She's actually sired by one of Hillebrands bulls, the Oracle, which goes back to the baby breath cow. And then she's out of a uh, she's out of a first class act. Angus sired first calf heifer. Uh, first class act was our full brother to first class that we had, uh, and and he left us with a nice set of, uh, uh, of Angus sired cattle uh, that we really really like. Uh, you get into the tw- the last two in the sale. I mean we we dug pretty deep and this set's really deep. But 20A and 20B are both uh, transplants. One of them's an Oracle. The other one's a pay the price, the two-time Denver champion, out of our BC lookout stop and stare female that was reserved grand for Claire in Denver in 2017. So this is our first run on her calves. Uh, They're going to make nice show heifers, but more importantly, they're going to be really, really nice cows at the end of the day. So that kind of rounds out the the heifer calf division, Andy. And they're, uh, I mean, I know it's later than a lot of people like to buy cattle. Uh, to show, but if you have the uh, the mindset to wait and come and look, uh, or if you found one that you're not sure is going to cut it, this heifer calf group is is extremely extremely nice. Uh, all halter broke, uh, broke the tie, ready to go. So that's the heifer calf division. That doesn't stop with good cattle in the heifer calf division. We've got uh, no. the next and one. They they lot a little bit different here. They jump lots. Uh, to up to lot 100 here as we as we go through these bred females. Well, that's the cow division. 
the 100 starts the cow division. And we're going to start off with a cow that lot 100, which is a built ride, and he'd be the king cow maker in the Simital breed. And uh, a direct daughter of the Black Star T702. Uh, T702 was Lazy H's uh, big, big donor cow that they had when they were banging on everybody uh, out of Ohio. And she was an $88,000 cow in their dispersion as an older cow. Uh, and, and our Black Star that, that we had, uh, we actually have two, two, two of them Black Star daughters in the herd. Uh, but this cow has just been a great egg producer for us. Um, she sells with a bull calf by, uh, by Relentless that is uh, really, really, really good. Uh, and we're going to retain 50% interest in that fall-born bull calf. Um, but he's pretty cool. Um, but that cow has produced a lot of high sellers for us uh, and and just been a tremendous producer in our embryo program. Uh, Serena's not the only donor cow that we promote around here. The Black Star was one of them as well. And to be honest, that Black Star cow family can carry the mail. There was three sisters that averaged 46,667 in the 2000 National Western sale. Uh, and then those, you know, that family is responsible for the bull called Deplorable, and then uh, Badger Creek Deacon Bull. They're all they're all uh, direct descendants of the Black Star tribe, and uh, so they're they're that that that's a heck of a donor cow, um, and and she's it's time for her to go and make uh, make friends and make some new faces at other, somebody else's place and help their program. So. That'd be the lot 100. And then then uh, there's a cow around here called Serena uh, that has left. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of daughters of her and we always try hard to dig deep and find some young donor cows in the making or things that we've flushed or done well. And they're young. So lot 101 and 102 uh, and 103 are direct daughters of Serena. Um, 101 is a is a five year old wheelman daughter um, that has just she's got an incredible look and presence to her. Um, we sold a couple heifer calves out of her last year for decent money. Uh, that one uh, might be on the back burner a little bit, but certainly will make a big impact for whoever uh, ends up with that particular cow. Uh, the 102 is a combustible. Uh, which you talk about uh, cow families, combustible is a steel force out of the Lazy H Burn Baby Burn R34 cow that uh, is responsible for a lot of really, really good things in the Simital breed. Uh, 103 is a direct daughter of Serena by Steel Force, uh, bred to the Bulletproof Bull, just a really incredible cow. Uh, he moved down, and I told, told you we had some really good cows around here and cow families. Um, but we were we were fortunate to work with Trevor and Roger Tool out of Colorado, and the uh, actually lot 104 is one that came from there. She'd be a half blood cow, uh, sired by the uh, Gen X bull, Sheffelbein Effective Angus bull, and then out of Upgrade's mother. So Tool sent Upgrade's mother in here, and so we've been running that cow. She's pictured in the catalog, the 6119B cow. Uh, so up there's there's we've got several daughters of that are be uh, maternal sibs to upgrade, and uh, we're going to offer uh, that three year old cow that's a power performance big rib big hip effective daughter. 
with really good numbers, and she'd be safe to the bulletproof bull. Um, as you go through, lot 105 is a China, which goes back to the double D back China cow that kind of put Rex and Ross Foxworthy and the Silverstone Simitals kind of put them on the map. Um, we tied into some of those genetics, and so here's a, a really complete fault-free uh, four-year-old cow, still forced daughter in lot 105 uh, that we're pretty high on. So those are kind of the highlights of the cow division, and then there's just uh, all the way through that cow offering is just some really, really good, solid cows, and uh, most of them be bred up to bulletproof. So um, we're we're pretty excited about those, about that cow offering. Mm-hmm. And then we <coughs> we go to the lot two hundreds, uh, which are the bred heifers. Two hundred would be the bread heifer, bread heifers. And Andy, did I as I start the heifers? Did I tell you uh, that we're kind of focused on really good cows? And there's a cow called Serena here. I think it was mentioned once. Yeah, so lot two hundred A and two hundred B are again, wow, are again exactly again. We've dug pretty deep this time, and two hundred A and two hundred B are both direct daughters of Serena. Uh, a is a twenty twenty bred to hammer time. And that bull, I think, uh, is just clicking. I mean, lot three is a hammer time on a Serena daughter. Um, that should be uh, very, very, very exciting. 200B is a Duracell, which that bull has left a lot of really, really good cows um, in production for many herds in the, in the state. We keep on going. 201 is a Royal Affair, which is an Onyx daughter from, from Silvertown. Uh, or excuse me, an Onyx son, a lock and load out of Onyx is Royal Affair would have been one of their high selling bulls uh, a few years back. Uh, got a lot of lot of Latin, lot of use nationwide, but that thing goes back to a one eyed Jack, direct daughter of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this thing is AI'd up to pay the price. Uh, super inner structure, uh, big middle, uh, deep, soggy going to be around for a long time that's a that's a pretty special uh red heifer in lot 201 that's a direct uh descendant of the cinderella tribe 202 here we go with the uh, stack and cow families um the 8543 u cow out at warnings is probably the highest grossing cow that the scimitol breed has ever seen um with sons like bankroll fort knox relentless uh that's one reason we went out there and bought the uh, bulletproof bull out of that bull or out of that cow. Uh, that cow is in excess of probably four or five million dollars um, for the Warning family. Uh, just a tremendous cow, and we try to stack that up. And so 202 is also uh, goes back to the mother of Upgrade. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a, a really really uh, unique beast there with a lot of power, and she's actually AI to. Uh, I think I spoke about it earlier uh, from the Annie Lou cow family in the Angus breed, but the up and coming on point bull that came from Sunrise Sunset. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the heifer the heifer division and and this is how I have uh, showed people that come to look at the sale cattle. I drive them out in that group of twenty six twenty eight bred heifers, and I say. You just tell me which one that you kind of catches your eye, and then we'll talk about them. Um, 
Andy, this is a really impressive set of breads. And people will say, well, they're all pretty good. And uh, don't mean to toot our horn, but this is a really nice, deep set of bread heifers. And I know that the ag economy's down a little bit. The, uh, the the bread heifer divisions and some of these other sales that have happened have been a little softer. And they probably will be here. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, the quality is not lacking in the bread heifer division. No, look at the look at the pictures, look at the videos, go through those, and uh, yeah, what a powerful set, powerful set. So we're we're awfully excited about it, and we uh, we 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 extend a a, a, a sincere, humble all, uh, invitation for people to come and be with us. If you can't be with us because we know it's a busy family weekend, uh, feel free to call Jeff or I or or any one of the guys that work here or anybody on the auction staff, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of neat. And then you get to the end of the catalog yeah. Andy, and yeah. the, the 300, the 300 lots are genetic lots. Uh, three, the lot 300, there's some choices of embryos out of Serena or 301 or our matings that we're pretty high on out of the full sister to Serena. 302 goes back to the Miley cow that what we affectionately call the bear. You can see her first that jacked up heifer brings 30,000 and uh, that thing was reserved Simital heifer at the beef Congress for Cameron, uh, you know, a week after she sold uh, the lot 303 cow is the fancy Yardley T85 cow, a macho daughter that we bought off of Gib Yardley in Utah uh, would be the mother of the, the promotional bull long haul. That thing just hits it out of the park. Uh, in terms of producing bulls. And so you'd have an opportunity to buy on point or primos, which would be half bloods or uh, out of that cow or purebred sired by relentless in terms of embryos. So we think it's a very well rounded offering uh, from top to bottom. Uh, I couldn't be more proud or just kind of wrap up the catalog here, Andy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of, the offering from top to bottom, uh, from the very first one with the kitty cow to the very, very end genetic lot being the T85. But more importantly, I couldn't be more proud of the people that have worked their tails off to make this come to reality. Not just this sale, but our program. And so I'm, like I told you earlier, I'm an emotional kind of guy, but I'm very, very proud of all the people involved. Well, yeah, and you just think about, you think about operations that they got to get a cow sale ready. Uh, you guys, you guys get grain in, you guys get hay in, you guys get cattle to Louisville, cattle ready for that. Uh, and then you turn around and you have a sale here uh, very quickly and you've got, you got to have them ready to go to Congress as well. So uh, you guys do, you've got a heck of a crew. Uh, you've got a crew that uh, I'm sure is very busy, and I'm going to guess a crew that's probably wondering where in the heck is Scott at. <laughs> yeah. He's run off on us. <clears throat> well, yeah, we don't worry where who, where everybody's at. We just know everybody's got a got a got it. Everybody's tied onto the rope and they're pulling. So um, it uh, it takes an army, and and it it all seems to work at the end of the day. But uh, uh, we're passionate about what we do. We're passionate about the cattle. We're passionate about the families that uh, are involved with our program, both past and future. 
and uh, at the end of the day, we want to we want to do do what right by what we want to do right by the cattle, and we want to do right by the people that entrust us and um, to do business with us. So uh, that's that's very high on our priority, if not the the top rung of our ladder. So, right. Uh, Again, I invite invite everybody to come out if it works out. If not, feel free to call and you'll get our honest opinion, and uh, uh, you'll 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 get dealt with with uh, honesty and integrity. Right by Design Sale, Saturday afternoon, November thirtieth, one o'clock in Middletown, Indiana. And again, uh, it's not hard to get to, uh, but uh, a great place out there in Middletown and and Trinipole Farms. Again, see their uh, see their website, trinipolefarms.com. Go to their Facebook page, uh, Trinipole Farms. Uh, look at the look at the catalog. Uh, do the Facebook thing. Uh, the um, uh, liveauctions.tv. Uh, so many ways that you can get to see these cattle and and uh, and get a get a good feel for for what you're getting there. And and all those guys. There's a whole page list of guys that you can call and. And uh, so, uh, Scott, want to thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I know things, as you said, are busy and running around there. I uh, want to thank you for that, and and uh, um, good luck at the sale this week, and, and hope things go well, and, and hope you have a great turnout for uh, Friday for the meals and, and Saturdays and, and uh, all of those. So, uh, again, uh, good luck with that, and, and appreciate your time today. Well, as I said when we first started, Andy, uh, thanks. My hats off to you and your crew on doing things to promote agriculture. Uh, it's today's times are challenging for ag families, and uh, you know it's, it it takes people promoting and and talking the way things really are and how much people care about not only their livestock but the the livelihoods of putting food and fiber on them on tables and uh, on plates for people all over the world to eat. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's heartwarming that uh, to know there's people like you out there that um, support agriculture and want to get the story out there. So again, thank you for the invite. Uh, I appreciate it very much, Andy. Well, I, I appreciate it very much. Again, Trinipole Farm, Scott Trinipole, my guest today on Before the Bid, and they do have that sale uh, coming up November 30th, 2019 in Middletown, Indiana at 1 o'clock. It is the Right by Design Sale. Scott, appreciate it very much, and uh, good luck to the sale this weekend. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming co- podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.